All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back with another episode of The Authority Project. And I have my new good friend here, Eric Twiggs. He's here, he says, to help us beat procrastination in five simple steps. Is that right, Eric? Yes, it is. Absolutely. I've got a five-step plan. If you implement it, you can beat procrastination. All right. Now, we, we shall see. We shall see on this current episode of The Authority Project. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. All right, we are back with another one, people. We are here to beat procrastination, I guess. Beat procrastination, yes. You are the project, and we want to slap authority to your name, and here's how we're going to do it today. We got Eric Twiggs here. How you doing, my friend? Fantastic. Glad to be here. Awesome. That's what I want to hear. We are, I'm excited to get into this this topic. Now, we have the title called Five Steps to Five Simple Steps to Beating Procrastination, but here is the entire title that he gave me at first. So here it is. Here's the here's the full, the full extended version. The disciple, the discipline of now, a five-step plan to beat procrastination. So you can make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. And I love it. I love it. I love all that. So before we dive in, please, please, Eric, uh, tell us who you are personally and then professionally. Yeah. So I'm Eric Twiggs. I am your procrastination prevention partner. I'm the author of The Discipline of Now, and I'm the host of the 30 minute hour podcast. And I do help, I help entrepreneurs and executive leaders to beat procrastination so they can make more money, get more done and feel more confident. And on the personal front, I know I did it backwards, but on the personal front, I am a husband. I am a father. And the thing I'm most proud of is the the family side. I think that's really the priority at the end of the day. Absolutely. I totally, I totally agree with that. So next, can you tell us what your current project is that you're working on at the moment? So my c- most current project is I'm also the president of the What Now movement. Mm. And we, we help people to pivot, right? Because I, I was talking to a lot of people that they ran into a pandemic. For example, we had comedians. I would talk to a comedian and they would say, I can't go to the improv anymore. Everything is shut down. So I'm just going to wait until things get back to normal. (laughs) That's the last thing you want to do. You want to, you want to keep moving. You should be asking yourself what now? Right. And that's how we came up with the what now movement. I'm the president. I've got two business partners and it really ties into my mission to overcome procrastination because we've helped people who were just waiting for things to get better. Now they're pivoting. Now they're focused on what they can do. Now they're asking themselves the question, what now? So that's my latest project, my latest project. And we've got the What Now University Masterclass that's coming up. It's like a series of seven different masterclasses to help you to keep moving. 
I love it. I, I always use that, that phrase after someone might go through a course of mine or maybe I go through a course. You go through the course or you read a book and, okay, then you say, what now? Because the action has to, some type of action has to take place after that, right? Oh, so, for sure. <laughs> I, love, I love that movement. Awesome. So can you tell us before we dive in to the um, procrastination, being procrastination, what your daily routine is? Okay. So what I do is, to sort of, here's the most critical part of my routine. The night before, I have a three by five card okay. and I write down the five critical things that I have to do for the following day. And then, so when I go to sleep now, my subconscious is working. When I get into the following day, my priorities are the five critical things that I know I need to get done. And, and that really just clarifies everything for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm working on my five things, but I wake up, I, I always start with prayer and meditation just to make sure I'm in a, a good positive state. I have a, I go and I work out and I exercise. And then when I come back, I'm ready. I'm I'm talking and my day varies after that. I'm talking to clients, I'm doing coaching sessions, I'm writing, but those things I'm doing, it all ties back to this little card. Okay. If you if you ever see me like when we're not in a pandemic, if you ever see me, I've always got a three by five card on me for that reason. It helps me with my day to day. Now is that something that you just originated out of yourself or is that something that you learned from some from someone else in the past? Uh, I've I've seen variations from just various mentors, okay. but it's it's something that that's really just helped me to prioritize because you now we're talking about overcoming procrastination. I just find that the things that I write down and, and the important thing is the writing. Like for me, putting it in a phone isn't the same because when <laughs> when you're when you're writing, you're, you're really carving it right from your brain. And, and so I'm going through my day, and I feel compelled to do those things that I put down as my priorities. Awesome. Okay, great. So let's, let's, let's go ahead now, Eric, let's dive right in to this five-step plan, the discipline of now, how do we beat procrastination? Go. All right. So this is based off of my book. I've got a model that I created and the model is based off of the 28,000 plus coaching sessions that I've done with entrepreneurs and executive leaders. So it's a five-step plan. I start going over it around chapter seven in the book where I give you the overview and then we get into it in the back half. So the first step in the five-step plan to beat procrastination, it's all about your attitude. Mm -hmm. So it's a pyramid. And at the bottom of the pyramid, at the foundation of the pyramid is your attitude because your attitude is the foundation of your success. And the, the studies show that for the typical person, 80% of their mental thoughts and self-talk is negative. Mm-hmm. So you really have to address your attitude. And if you're, if you're so pessimistic, you're more likely to procrastinate. So you need to, so we, we have this habit, we have this negative habit uh, of just thinking about negativity and thinking of the glass as half empty. So the best way to overcome a bad habit is, is to replace it with a better one. And the better habit is focusing on gratitude. So really being intentional about what you what you're grateful for and and focusing on. on, So your attitude is critical. And then also starting with your wins. So people that coach, I have them tell me their wins. The first thing that we're going to talk about is the things that are going well, your victories, your successes. Because it's so important. So that's the first key. You really have to check your attitude. In the book, I go much deeper as far as some other things as it relates to the attitude. 
So that's number one. Number two is awareness, right? So awareness. And I talk to people that say, oh, Eric, I always procrastinate. I procrastinate all the time. That's not true. I have yet to meet anyone ever who just always procrastinates when it comes to everything. Okay. There's certain things like the person that thinks they're a chronic procrastinator, when it comes to something with their kids, they're right on it. So you, yeah. the key thing is you need to be aware of your patterns. Mm-hmm. If it takes writing down what you're doing from time to time, but you need to be aware and you'll find that there's certain patterns. Like for a lot of people, they procrastinate when it's a task. They just they just don't like doing it. It's not that deep. <laughs> it's not pleasant for them. They, yeah. they don't like to do it. So if it's something that's unpleasant, they'll just put it off. So, so that's just, so you need to figure out what are your patterns. And then some people procrastinate when they're going towards something that's aspirational, something that's going to move them forward. You know, maybe it's a big presentation and, and you start listening to the negative voices inside and then from other people. So, so really you need to be aware and you also need to be aware of your power times, right? Mm-hmm. So some people are morning people. You have energy first thing in the morning. Some people are night owls, but the key is you need to schedule your high priority activities during the time of day when you have the most energy. I, I like how you say patterns because I, 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 that's one of my big key, my big keywords. Because when I'm driving, I can tell the people that are who are driving in front of me are, who are just going to be slow and in, in my way. So I do, I'll say patterns because I got to get, 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 get past this guy. You know your patterns. You can see it right away. Right. You don't have to like second guess that or whatever. It's 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 obvious what your patterns are if you if if you're really if you really how, how do you say true to yourself. What your patterns are right. Yeah. I guess you're saying write them down. Make sure that you record them. Track them. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And then if, if it helps, get a mentor. Get a coach. Somebody that's aware of your blind spots. So like, like when I coach people, that again, there's patterns. I, I know certain things that some of my clients just don't want to do. <laughs> they, they, it is necessary. They don't want to do it. They don't like to do it. So, so I know. Then I know some people, when they're afraid of something, they, they're going to procrastinate. So and, and me knowing them, I'll just ask. I'll say, okay, what are you afraid of? Mm. And, and then it comes out. And once we get it out, we can address it. Now we can move on. Awesome. I like that. So like those that. are the two. Those are two so far. I, I okay. Let me know when you're ready for me to continue. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get All it. All right. <laughs> so, so we've talked about the attitude. We talked about awareness. So number three, step three is about animation. And that's really about energy. Okay. Right. Yeah. And if you think about it, if you look back at the times where you're procrastinating, it's usually you're usually on some type of low energy cycle. You're really not feeling you're feeling like your energy's down. And if you look at it like a lot of indiscretions happen on Fridays and there's a reason for that, because you're going through your week and there's a lot of so you, you, you get off of your priorities. You're, you're more likely to procrastinate. But so you need to be aware of how important energy is. And so you need to be doing things that produce energy. You need to think about the foods that you're eating. You need to think about having a consistent exercise routine. That's why you'll find that most high earners and high achievers have a consistent workout routine because they know it gives them more energy and they'll start to feel better. And and you also need to understand the need for recovery. Okay. You just can't just work, work, work. I mean, you need to be able to manage transitions and know that you need recovery. Even if it's something as simple as taking a nap. Like like I'm the big (laughs) fan of naps. I love them. (laughs) 
And so like my energy cycle, like I'm an early morning person, but I find like when I take a nap and then I have to go do a, a podcast, it's like my energy cycle starts over again. I take a nap. And so again, but it's all about being that animation and focusing on making sure your energy is in a good place. Do you need a multivitamin? But, but for a lot of people, it's rest. It's making sure you're working out uh, and just being aware of those things. So you're, you're not a proponent of going 14 hour days to do it, do it, do whatever it takes Work, work until you work until you drop. That's not that's not your thing. No, I, I think there's a <laughs> difference between being active and being effective. Ah. Right. So I, I think even if you have to work a long day, it's good to be aware of your energy and it's good to unplug from time to time. Right. Even if you're not even if you don't take a nap, if, even if it's just getting away for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, just allow your mind to to relax. And if if, if you notice, I know for myself. Like my creative energy, my creative juices on another level after I like take a vacation. If I, if I go and I take a vacation, I'm just hanging out with the family. I'm not really thinking about things like I normally do. When I come back, I just have this influx of ideas mm. because, again, it's all about that recovery and understanding how transitions work. But, but energy is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. That's three. Okay. So we've talked about attitude, awareness animation. Next is automation, right? And, and I wish someone would have told me this <laughs> early in my career, right? That that yeah. just because something needs to be done, it doesn't mean that you need to do it, mm. right? Yeah. And, and so can you set up systems? Can you automate things so that the certain things are getting done without you having to do it? Because the, the ideal goal, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you should be operating in your zone of genius, yeah. Right. Ideally, yeah. you're spending the majority of your time doing the things that are in your area of genius. So it could be writing. It could be speaking. It could be coaching. But it's probably not administrative task like most high level entrepreneurs. That's not in there. So now the administrative tasks, they still need to be done. And bad things can happen if you just put them off. Right. So it's about can you automate certain things? Is it just as simple as getting a virtual assistant? Mm-hmm. It, it could be that. And a lot of people are are overwhelmed with email, for example. So could it be as simple as setting up the automated files in your email? So certain emails just flow right to your folders so you don't even have to process it. So, 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 that's, so that's like like procrastination just out of pure exhaustion or, or mundane tasks that just you just you just don't. At the point, for the, for the worst phrase of ever <laughs> known to men, you don't feel like it because you, you do it so, so often, right? Right, right. I mean, you're, you're touching so many things. Right. And there's, so there's something that's called decision fatigue. Okay. And, and so like willpower, it's like a muscle. And the more you have to make these decisions, the less of it you have. And, and so that's why it's good to set up these systems where you don't have to touch these things. If you if anybody's listening and you work in like an office environment and you're on the same email and you have those people that like to reply all to every email. <laughs> now you get, <laughs> so now you right. get all these emails in your inbox. So right. you could take the reply. You, you can take reply all Ron and create a special folder for him. So every time he sends an email, it goes to that special folder and you can take a look. If there's something, if there's something you need to read, you read. If not, you can delete it. So but that, that's just an example. But definitely be thinking about how I can automate my life so that things are getting done without me having to touch everything. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. That's four. We okay. five. 
Yeah. And so yeah. the fifth step to beat beating procrastination is activity. And, and I put that at the top of our pyramid, because if you really want to get to the top, you have to take action. I mean, there's just no way around it. You can get your your goal poster, your your vision board. You can sit around <laughs> meditating, <laughs> breathing funny, and all of that. But at some point, you have to do something, right? Right. So, like you said, you know, you ask yourself, "What now?" And, and it's all about taking action. But it's about taking the right action. That's the the eighty. We've all heard of the eighty twenty principle. And really, so twenty percent of the things you're doing are getting you the eighty percent of your results. So it's about figuring out what are those priorities and focus in there. I love it. Okay. So that's the one, two, three, four, five done. So and we'll, we'll sum up that, sum up, sum that up again later. Sure. In the show. But talk to us about getting things done over time as opposed to last minute. Say if you have like an accountability partner and you're like, this is what we're going to do for next week. We, you, you have one task that you're going to do, the main task you're going to have, have done. And then you wait to the last minute just to put it up, to cram it all in there <laughs> before you're like up Wednesday night trying, trying to do this. How, how, in, why is that ineffective to you? As, as you say, I, I know I went through your book a little bit. Why is that ineffective for, for, for an entrepreneur? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. We, we are bad at predicting how long things really take. <laughs> right. And we, we assume best case scenario. We assume that nothing is ever going to go wrong. Mm. And so it, the challenge, one of the many challenges with waiting until the last minute, you, you put yourself at, you, you can become a victim of circumstances. If something happens, that, that your computer crashes that day, the printer's not working, whatever, if you wait until the last minute, it's going to be tough to recover from that. As opposed to if you start early and something happens, you, you've got pl- uh, enough time. I mean, it's right. just like people that if you live 15 minutes from your intended destination, if you leave in 15 minutes, you're not anticipating that it's going to be traffic or it's going right. to be raining or anything like that. Yeah, there, there's there's a there's a pleasantness that I say when you know you've done everything early, you know, everything's ready to go like the day before or two, two days before. And you're like, oh, I'm all set. And there's a, there's a weight that's off of your off of your mind. The stress is gone. Instead of trying to do it last minute, let's scramble. <laughs> I, I, I wish people could could really understand like the the emotions of that. Because so so speak to that. What emotions come about when people wait and hesitate and hesitate, and they feel like this itch? They got this itch like I, I need to get this done. Talk, talk about the emotion, the emotional stress of this of this, this procrastination. Yeah, it becomes a like a stress cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say this: you find out there's something that's due, so you're you're feeling anxious about that, <laughs> and then you put it off. And then as the days are getting closer, you're feeling anxious about the thing you have to do. Maybe it's a presentation, but now you're feeling even worse because the deadline's coming up and you're, you're focused more on the clock than you are on quality. Mm. And yeah, it just becomes a stressful situation. Okay. So I've, I've started to coin a, a phrase that I, I don't think anyone else has, has talked about, but I call it comparison syndrome. Where people look at somebody else's work, something that, someone that they look up to, they model, and they'll procrastinate because they want to make sure that their work is just as perfect as that person that they're looking at. So they'll wait, they'll try to tweak it, tweak it, make it better and better. Can you tell, can you tell the people how dangerous this is to try to be so perfect in the beginning and then things just don't get done? 
here's the key. And this is something that I had to figure out. And really, this is the part of the show you really need to lean in on. Okay. You can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. Mm. Mm. I just said again, you, you can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. You you have to focus on, okay, what's the next step? You're not going to always have everything totally figured out when you move forward. And then the other thing you mentioned, if you ever just said, okay, what can I do to feel bad about myself? <laughs> Start comparing yourself to somebody else. That's your goal. That, that's how you can accomplish that. Just yeah. look at somebody else and say, oh, my goodness. But say, here's the challenge, though. But that's not necessarily an apples to apples comparison. Yeah. Because number one, that person could have been doing this for 30 years. True. And you may be doing it for four months. True. You can't expect that your work is going to be equivalent to that person. And the other thing is you have no idea what that person is dealing with. True. That person may have challenges that, that if you were able to step in their shoes for a week, you'd be like, oh, I feel better about myself now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't see the whole picture. You, you're only seeing the front stage. You, you don't see what's going on or, or what it took to get to that point or the sacrifices that person had to make. So that's definitely that if you want to come, if somebody wants to make a comparison, compare yesterday's version of yourself to today's version of yeah, yourself. I like that. I like that. So do, do you think people's ex- expectations are too high when they start? So they wait and wait because they, they feel like, or maybe maybe something in their past has caused them to be like, this isn't going to work anyway. So I'm, I'm just, I'm going to wait until I, I figure it out because I want, it's still, it's still kind of still that perfectionist thing, but they, they've had things in their past that didn't work out. So now this makes them wait and linger because they have no good expectations <laughs> for it to be, to be any better. They want high, they want high expectations, but they feel like, you know, it's just not going to get there. So what do you say to that? I, I think sometimes we don't look at, look at the past with the right perspective. Mm-hmm. We're not thinking about, okay, what can I learn from this? And, and that's something where mentors and coaches can help you because the key is everybody has had setbacks and everybody's had things that just haven't worked out, especially people that have started companies. I mean, their first years of just, they probably had years of failure that you don't really see. You, you see them now when they've got the, the success, but they learn, the difference is, is that they learn from the failures. And the, the, the really the only failure is just the, the failure to continue, the, the failure to move forward. So I, I do, I think you're right though. I think people, they look at it and they say, I failed with this. So this didn't work out. So yeah, I'm sure this isn't going to work out either. And <laughs> you have to learn. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. That negative, negative connotation. So I think like you said, having that daily routine where you're like affirmations or something that you're watching something to get you into, into the right attitude that you say is the foundation of your, of your, each day. Correct. Oh yeah. So if I were to ask the typical person, Hey, tell me everything that went wrong yesterday. <laughs> yeah, oh, I had this customer and oh man, yeah, traffic. And, uh. But but when I ask people, tell me about your wins, there's silence. Mm-hmm. You hear crickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're so focused on fixing. Especially if you're, if you're not, if you're in business, you're so focused on problems <laughs> and, and solving problems and overcoming these things. So it, it's but what here's what I find the people like I have people they start the win log so they they take like a sheet of paper mm-hmm. and as they're going through their day they're writing down the positive things they observe and I, I always tell people the more wins you write down the more wins you'll have to write down. That's great stuff, man. 
Okay, I have one last question for you. This has been awesome so far, bro. Been awesome. So one last question, and I ask this of all of my guests, and it goes something like this. People are listening to you, they're watching you, and they love what, you, what, what you're bringing to the table. And they want to be either a mentor or a teacher or a coach to help people with their procrastination, with their, with their lifestyles, to make them better. Can you tell them in your own words how they can become an authority in this space? I would say find, number one, find mentors. Find people who have the result that you want. So if it's in, on procrastination or productivity, find people. And these can be mentors that you you watch or listen to their podcasts. You can read their books and, and, and just basically see what you can learn and and then start practicing it. I mean, that that's really the key. But you, don't be a lone ranger. That, that would be the biggest advice I would have. Find mentors, mentors that you can meet with in person, mentors that you can study. Read, if you can read their autobiographies, because I mean, the studies show that if you in any niche, if you read three or more books on that topic, you actually know more than 75 percent of the people that are actually within your niche. So, so I would encourage you to study, study the people that have the results that you want in that particular area. If it's procrastination, if it's w- whatever it is. So, so that would be my advice. If you want to be a mentor, uh, you want to be able to help someone else. That's awesome, man. It's perfect. That's perfect, bro. So I have no more. I have no more questions. But <laughs> let's sum up. Let's sum up again what the five steps are, so we're, so that people can 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 leave off with that. Fantastic. So again, picture a pyramid, the procrastination prevention pyramid. At the foundation of the pyramid is your attitude. The next rung is awareness. The rung after that is animation. The next rung is automation, and then the Top of the pyramid is activity. The best way to remember, remember, attitude is your foundation of your success. And then at the top, you can't get to the top without taking action. That's a good way to keep those things in mind. I love it. Great stuff, man. I'm good. Can you please tell people where to go to after the show so they can get a hold of you? (laughs) They can go to thedisciplineofnow.com. And then that's where you can pick up the book. You can pick it up. It's an ebook. It's an audiobook format, and it's also in a paperback format. You can also go to the What Now Movement Facebook group. Okay. Again, we, we help you to pivot so that oh. you, you keep moving. You're not saying, oh, I'm just going to wait until things get better. Go to the What Now Movement Facebook group, and you can check me out. You can interact with me directly there. Love it. Press perfect, bro. Eric, great stuff, man. Great stuff. People, five steps to beat that procrastination. It's so, so important. Get off of that couch and get to work <laughs> and doing so. Start this, start today, start this weekend. So get on it now. I appreciate you, man. Was there any final word before we get out of here? This is great stuff. Yeah. And just, I mean, I just find that clarity is the starting point of success. We're in the early part at the time of this recording, we're, we're in the early part of the year, yeah. make sure you're clear on specifically where you're trying to get to. And that can make some of the other decisions. It's easier to say no to things when you know where you're trying to go. So clarity is the starting point of success. There it is, people. I'm done. We're good. People, remember, remember, I have one last thing to share is the authorityletter.com. Please go there, join that list to help you build your authority platform. I have a three-part mini-series there that'll help you do that. I give you weekly 
real talk letters on the online industry, almost too transparent. So get there now and join that um, and, and join the community. All right. And we're good. We're good to go. That is all for now. People remember, build it, share it, and they will come. We're out of here. Appreciate it. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.